the risky bit for me was was inviting my my friends around my kitchen table and just explaining what had happened to me and how the father had come close to me and what a difference that had made and then inviting them and saying would you take the risk would you invest three days of your time to come away and allow the father this opportunity to the finance is small it's really our time and it's our our willingness to risk exposing just just what the father's been doing with us Friends, it's Morgan, and welcome to another episode, a part two in a series at the Become Good Soil podcast. Think of your heart as a man. Just for a moment, just pause everything. Just take a couple deep breaths right now. Just recover your masculine heart. I want you to think about these words for a moment that the heart of a man is meant to receive some sort of call to adventure, that something happens in every man's life that forces him to embark on a sort of journey or a quest that takes him into a world of danger and wonder, or at least it was supposed to. The heart of a man is meant to face a series of challenges, a series of tests, and a series of trials. He's meant to encounter along the way allies and enemies, and perhaps even fall in love. And all of this quest culminates in some sort of supreme ordeal that if he proves himself wise enough, strong enough, to overcome his internal wounds and his external obstacles. He is intended to survive a near-death ordeal and come away from that battle and that victory with some sort of treasure that could only be named identity. Identity lost and identity recovered. A sense of a deeper truth, a deeper goodness, a deeper beauty. And in that, he is empowered. He's become more than he was. And there is a next phase to the quest, a returning home, but knowing it for the first time. And as he comes home, he is ready and empowered to do the one thing that makes a human life worth living to help others find their way home. Friends, we are made for story. We have a story design, and we are always trying to recover the story from which every story is born. These words I just shared are the essence of the idea that Joseph Campbell recovered in the past generation a modern treasure hunter that he named The Hero's Journey. You may be familiar with his groundbreaking book that came out in 1994, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And then after his death in 1987, there was a book released in his name simply entitled The Hero's Journey. He was a modern day father 
of the recovery movement, of the ancient truth of what is universal about the heart of a man. And oh, I wish I could sit down with Joseph Campbell and ask him questions and hear more insights into his story. And the one thing that I would challenge him and ask him about considering is in all of that, the hero's journey in the quest, the one piece that feels like it's lacking, that's missing, that's not yet recovered, is that it's not about the hero or the quest, the battle, the victory, the recovery, or even helping others first and foremost before it is knowing that we are not the center of the story, that there is a God who's authored all of it. He is the great author, the great storyteller, and we are grafted into his story. It doesn't begin with us. It doesn't end with us. And that there is a person and a community of persons, the heroic fellowship of the Trinity that is at the center of this mission and message of the recovery of every human heart, of every man, of every woman, of every family, every community, every generation, in every age, God is at work and we have a role to play. So friends, that's the heartbeat of the Become Good Soil mission and message, this deep dive into apprenticeship in the kingdom of God. For those that have come through the doorway of Wild at Heart, the invitation to Become Good Soil is to go deeper to explore, to take very seriously and joyfully, expectantly, our role as kingdom apprentices. And with that in mind, we are embarking in part two of a series here on the Become Good Soil podcast. And there are really two reasons primarily for this series. The first is I want you to hear the stories of ordinary men who have consented to the hero's journey. Ordinary men embedded in ordinary communities in this hour on the earth who are doing something extraordinarily rare. They are saying yes to God. They're responding. They're coming with curiosity, with a beginner's mind, with a student's heart to become kings that can rule and reign love and serve on behalf of others. And secondly, I want you to hear their stories because what they share in common is every one of them has said yes to taking a risk to offering a Becoming a King retreat. As you know, we worked long and hard over years to cultivate this resource to put in your hands for free. It's the mission and message of becoming a king and become good soil. It's expressed itself in the Become Good Soil Intensive, and the Becoming a Retreat is the intensive brought to you in your community by video session. It's accessible. It's a turnkey, session-by-session, day-by-day opportunity for you to go deeper and receive the invitation to the hero's journey from the heart of God himself. And so this is a part two, 
and we love to invite you into these stories. The invitation through it all is first receive. What does God have for you? What is he particularly speaking, calling you up into through the stories and lives of these men? And how might he have you either attend or host a retreat sometime this year? You can find out more on that at becomingakingretreat.com. And so for now, I want to invite you into the studio, into a round table of like-hearted allies coming together from around the globe to share their stories and invite you in. Let's go. So guys, we are a rare fellowship of men. This circle of all men who are saying yes to the slow and steady process of becoming the kind of men and the kind of sons, the kind of kings that God finds joy in entrusting the care of his kingdom. And I've had the privilege of sharing life with quite a few of you. And all of you have some way, somehow come into this message of becoming a king. I imagine through the book or a retreat or through Wild at Heart or Become Good Soil. I'd love to just let our listeners hear your name and a brief snapshot of how did you end up here in this message, in this story that we've all been swept up into? Steve, let's start with you and then let's just go around. Sounds good, Morgan. Um, my name is Steve Shelton and I live in Northern Colorado. And um, my story is uh, pretty, pretty simple, really. I, um, I ran into a rough patch of water in life. I was going through a divorce and um, I'd pretty much given up on God and um, anything else associated with him, really. And uh, against my will, a good friend of mine um, basically grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and drug me to a Wild at Heart boot camp. <laughs> at that boot camp, um, again, pretty much against my will, I started feeling the love of God in a way I never experienced. Um, total strangers from all over the globe had gathered around to uh, pray for me. Mm. And it was phenomenal. I don't know that I ever felt anything like that up until that point in my life. And I remember very clearly sitting out by the campfire after all of that had happened, um, promising to God that uh, if he could somehow help get my life back on track, I would share this message with every man that was willing to listen. Hmm. That's basically why I'm here. I now have a story to share. And, and the intent is to share not to tell my story story, but to help their story move closer to God. Wow, Steve, and that Wild at Heart event was over a decade ago when you first showed up. Amazing. Wow, it's beautiful. Thank you. Others? Yeah, Morgan, it's Phil from the Atlanta, Georgia area, and it was about 21 months ago that I found myself, as you put it, and I think it was chapter nine or 10 of your book, Becoming a King, a religious appendage to a secular lifestyle, just passing by my daughters, uh, rushing by my wife um, and a friend, a brother, not actually an unknown, uh, saw me in my um, religious place of uh, worship at the time and plucked me out and said, this guy needs the wild at heart message. 
And uh, he and his wife both had the same call. And I went to a basic a few weeks later uh, where I met King Jesus. And he showed me every place that I was ever at rock bottom and, and showed me, uh, replayed it uh, to where I was. He was right there with me hmm. and said, every time you were lost, I was right there. And we're right here again together. Would you come with me now? Will you follow me now? And that was 20 months ago. Uh, and Brother Bo on this call uh, was there at that time. He saw the breakdown of the poser. Um, and I've been chasing Jesus's scent, his trail, his flame, his flicker, his light, his joy, his peace ever since. It mm. has brought my marriage back from um, the uh, infidelity disaster that life uh, handed me and produced. Um, I was willing to walk away from my my little girl uh, at that time, uh, my six-month-old daughter, and today she's eight. Her birthday is eight years old. Uh, she's eight today, and uh, she's got a real dad, a real father in her life who, who just is leading her into the presence of the father and the one that matters and um, she wrote on a stone just yesterday uh, that she was a beloved daughter, um, you know, to a remembering stone and just, just God is overflowing. And so I'll have to stop because I'll just be able to go on forever. I just like King David is the, the word, the words in the books and I uh, would just never be able to contain all the goodness that he's given. So it led me to uh, just keep going, hosting a host of all, a basic under the leadership of Bo and Jake and, um, we hosted our own this, uh, past May. So that's the second one under our belt, uh, since I've uh, attended one at the beginning. And then this rolled out, I got invited to a, a, a beta test of it up in Minnesota with a few guys, uh, with uh, Eric Swenson and Joe Godfrey, who led that one up there. And one thing led to another and Bo and I hosted our own down here in the Atlanta area, uh, just this a uh, few weeks ago. It's an incredible story and a wild ride. And Holy Spirit's real. Jesus is real. God is a good father. Hmm. Phil, I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm just so moved that literally on your little girl's eighth birthday, God would align that you would gather with like-hearted men from around the globe to tell a story of restoration, of reclamation of what God meant for you as a father. And you had to walk away from it when the little precious princess was six months old. And to now be here and to tell that story on her birthday, it's, it's just, it's beyond words and it's real and it works. That's what I want to say to the world, right? Like you guys are the living stories, living, breathing. It works. It's not easy. It's not cheap. It's not quick, but it works. Oh, Bo, you're going to have to go next from being in the foxhole with Phil. Let's hear it. Uh, so my name is Bo. Uh, I live in Columbus, Georgia, which is about a hundred miles south of Atlanta. Um, I was actually introduced to this message as a graduation gift from high school. I was given a copy of Wild at Heart, um, and I read it, and it it blew my mind. Except for this whole God thing, <laughs> I, just, I didn't I didn't understand it. I didn't grow up in a religious home. Um, I had no man in my life that had a relationship with God that I wanted. Um, so I took, you know, the message of wild at heart in a very secular, dangerous meaning and 
kind of became a monster. Um, mm. So God in his infinite wisdom and goodness um, completely demolished um, my life in 2016. Um, sexual addiction and affairs were, were discovered um, by my wife and my world crumbled and fell apart. Um, in the midst of her finding out about all this, she came to me and gave me a hug and said, we could get through it with God. Um, and I was blown away um, by God's love in that moment. This, this ministry has just changed my life. Mary in, in the chosen said it best. I was one way and then I was another. And that's just that's just the way God God worked in this message through me. Um, and I remember sitting in, in those basics and her in the boot camps and being like, there's no way ever, ever, ever I would do this. And it is probably aside from my wife and son, been the best thing I've ever done. Um, seeing life come back into eyes like Phil's, the restoration being done in marriages and hearing the stories from the guys that have attended events because we've offered basics and, and become a king retreat. Um, there's just nothing better. Like, there's just nothing better. Oh, thank you. It's so risky. It's so brave. And there's so many men like you that are in the midst of what feels like a pretty dark place. And yet they're only partway through a story and the father is at work and he's coming for a rescue and this very well may be a part of it. So thanks for being willing to t put your story out there. Tyler, up in North Dakota, how about you? How in the world did you end up with us? I was in a pretty dark place too. I was struggling with pornography and um, seeking validation from from other women outside of my marriage. And uh, I I knew that Jesus was the only answer. And um, I just started googling um, different ministries, and I actually came across Beacon Good Soil. And I I found out that uh, the prerequisite was to go to Wild at Heart, and Shortly, shortly after that, that's when COVID hit. So everything was pretty much shut down, but I did find a, a wild at heart basic um, that Joe Godfrey led in Minnesota. And I took me and my, my mentor, Greg, we went to that wild at heart. And um, that's when my life actually started changing. Um, Shortly after I was finished with that, while that heart, my wife left me and we were separated for 18 months. Um, I struggled with anger, pornography, lots of other vices and addictions. And um, this last July, I've been just living this message out for the last two years. And this last July, we actually renewed our vows. And um, this last weekend, I, I hosted a retreat. And we did um, Becoming a King, Wild at Heart, and Captivating Core. And throughout that weekend, um, my wife was leading the women's event, and she had time to come give me a card. And it 
it just rocked my world. Like I was running mm-hmm. around with, chicken with my head cut off, trying to host three events. <laughs> and and um, she just really brought me to my knees and wrote me a nice card about, you know, the work that I've done and the man that I'm becoming and how I am a safe place now. And, you know, that that's only two years ago. The rewards have been phenomenal. And this is why I get up in the morning is to continue to walk alongside you and John and your leadership crew and continue to fight for men's hearts and contend for their hearts and their families and their marriages. Hmm. Wow, Tyler, what a, what a monumental mark that your wife in the midst of fighting for others would have the time to, to note, to stop and to celebrate the man that you've become. And like you said, that you're a safe place. How few women ever experienced that. But after you were unsafe, what I hear you saying is turning back to God through this message over time, you've become a safe place for her soul. Um, well done. Well done and welcome and welcome back. And it's just a joy to have you in this fellowship. Thanks. Paul, you're farthest away in the circle across the pond. How in the world did you end up on this recording? Wow. Um just firstly, before I kind of introduce myself, just, just how amazing it is just to be listening to all these these stories from all of you. Oh, it's a real privilege just to just to be part of this conversation. Um, yeah, it's amazing seeing the father at work like that. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm Paul. As you might have guessed, I'm um, from from Britain. Um, I first kind of came into the world at heart stuff, I suppose, when I was about 17. I'm now 36. Um, and my mum my gave me a copy of, of Wild at Heart probably a few years after it was published, only a couple of years, maybe, maybe 2002, three, something like that. Um, and um, I suppose a lot happened in the kind of decade from when I was 17 through to kind of when I was kind of hitting 30. And I suppose there's there's the theory and there's there's, there's the reality. And um, the kind of by the time I was kind of about 32, um, I kind of, I was about 10 years into marriage, um, I'd got two young children. Uh, my second had just been born at that point. And a lot of stuff was beginning really to not not kind of work. I was kind of getting to the end of myself, um, still dealing with a lot of a lot of bad expectations about how life should be and how able I should be to deal with it. Um, and yeah, I was really at the end of my rope, I suppose. Um, and at, at that point, um, one of my close friends, David, um, invited me to the 2018 um, boot camp that you guys ran over in Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, so I traveled across to that and that was just the perfect timing of our father to really reach me at a, at a place where, as I say, I was, at, I was at the end of myself and able to really allow him to engage with, with the deep places in me that needed to be engaged by him as a father. And straight after that boot camp, I mean, that, that was just a phenomenal experience in its own right and a real pivotal, a turning kind of point However, I think the great thing about what you've built within the whole kind of Wild at Heart ministry is it's not just theoretical. It's not super spiritual, hypothetical stuff. It's practical. It's tangible. And and straight after that retreat, being able to go into the Become Good Soil content and actually start that process of character formation and the idea of the decade, that was huge for me. It felt like it took the pressure off. But I was able to kind of take some time over doing things properly. Um, and that, that's really been the last. So uh, one of the things that came out of that was really a desire, as I'm sure it's lots of the people that have a community around them that 
speaks the same language that's on the same journey that is it is that is growing and becoming in a, a similar kind of way so i was quite open and honest and vulnerable with with folks back at my church when i got back in 2018 and just began to kind of just share what was going on and then offer some of this stuff to them so we held our first basic last year and we had about 20 25 people kind of engaged with that they very quickly kind of yeah, really engaged and some awesome stuff that happened there. And then last year we've been meeting monthly and then we did Becoming a King retreat as our, our retreat this year. And again, just to see the community develop around these principles and yeah, it's been phenomenal. So that's kind of where we're at, really. That's so good, Paul. It's just some of the themes in there, just to reflect back of... Um, it is the soul formation as a man over time, right? Doing the deep work to become integrated, to become mature. And like you said, it, the goal is to get very practical. You know, I, I, I consider myself a blue collar professor. <laughs> I spend time with people smarter and wiser than me, but I'm just an ordinary everyday guy. And if it's not practical, if there isn't an on-ramp to the ordinary everyday life, most men, it's simply unhelpful. And so we want to do the deep work and explore the deep mysteries and go deep in our beliefs of what we think about what we think. But we want to do it in a way where it, every man has an on-ramp. And I think for all of you men, what's so interesting listening to how you got here, what's fascinating is every one of you, it involved some retreat. And most of you, if not all, someone's grabbing you and bringing you into it, right? Saying, come come dive into this thing. Come attend this event with me. And like you said, Steve, sometimes it's kicking or screaming, but nonetheless, somebody said, I want to share something with you. Come and see. Come and see. I mean, it's right out of the parables. So every one of you attended a lot at heart. A lot of, and, and what I love about the events you guys are describing, most of them were not sponsored directly by us. Some of them were, which is beautiful, like when we went to Wales or, you know, Bo, you came to Colorado. But many of them are our partner organizations that are simply men like you that said, yes, I'm going to offer. I'm going to take the resources that are free and I'm going to offer in 20 seconds of insane courage to say, come and see. And you guys did it. So thank you for bearing your souls, for taking risks, for getting back up again after falling, and for really risking um, the belief that God is trustworthy and we can exercise our confidence. And that's the key. It's not just a belief, but it, we can practice our confidence that the resurrection power of Christ can heal and restore the masculine soul. So let's get into some details. So every one of you is in this circle because you took a big risk. We beta tested last spring the Becoming a King Retreat, which is simply the Become Good Soil Intensive by video session offered for free, hosted by allies like you around the world. You can do it public or private. You can do it big or small. Every one of you said yes and either participated or offered one. So I'd love to hear... Can you give us some orientation to your first Becoming King retreat? Like, this is where we were. This is how many guys. And um, it, it was either a public or private. And, um, you know, and, and, and here's one story from the event. Morgan, I guess I'll go first. Um, I got to tag along on your um, beta test comment. Um, 
one of the Wild Heart guys actually stopped in at one of our basics that we were holding. And um, at that time, he invited us down to the outpost to just come visit. And so a group of us headed down there to Colorado Springs. And you were there, Morgan. We met, yeah. met you guys and chatted for a bit. <laughs> you know, it was a wonderful experience for us. Um, I remember you saying, you know, we're in the midst of this beta test phase and we'd really like a couple more Becoming a King retreats done to get some lessons learned and some feedback. And, um, you know, we looked at each other and we thought, okay, I'm not sure how the heck we're going to do this, but we'll go figure it out. So literally on the way home from the outpost in the car, the four of us started planning our first Becoming a King retreat. I love it. And we had no venue. We had no bandwidth. We had no participants, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but we said, hey, if God wants this to happen, it'll happen. And literally, Morgan, within a week, we had a venue, two cabins in the mountains on a lake for free. We had some young stud men that stepped up and wanted to help facilitate. We had a guy offered to cook and prepare all, all the food. Amazing. It was, it was incredible to watch God work when we took that first step and said, mm-hmm. all right, we'll do this. It's so it just sounds like how the kingdom of God often advances, right? It's on a shoestring budget, a few guys on the fringe, 20 seconds of insane courage, just saying yes, and miracles happen. It's so beautiful. Others? Yeah, Morgan. So um, we've been hosting uh basics and then this become a king retreat up in uh, the mountains of north georgia well they're not mountains to you they're mountains to us in north <laughs> georgia um uh, at the woodlands camp um it's uh about an hour and a half um north of atlanta uh really serene beautiful uh facility um you know amazing food amazing staff Phil is actually the one that, that kind of brought this up and was like, Hey, we need to do this. And I was like, uh, nope, nope. Well, no part of it. That's, that's, that's too much. What do you um, mean too much? What was the risk? It was just, uh, the, it's called the intensive for a reason. Yeah. Like it's not a basic where, you know, um, which I mean, the basic is, is just as intense. Um, but it just, it, it's too, I mean, you start getting into story groups and, and things like that. And it just, it can just get so real so quick. Um, so we continue talking about it. I was like, all right, we can, we can do it, but we're not going to do it if I don't have, if we don't have like facilitators. So I composed an email to 37 guys. I was like, Hey, look, this is what we're thinking about doing. This is the weekend this won't work without y'all. So mm. like I need, I need some guys to, to come alongside and, and step up and, and, and help. And the response was, I think of the 37 emails, I think 32 people responded. Unbelievable. I right. can't even get that on an email right. in the world. And a lot of them, a lot of them couldn't make it. It was just a bad weekend. A lot of them had yep. other things going on. Um, but we did, we had five guys step up um that that came and it was just you know it was such a amazing amazing weekend and just watching these guys step up to the challenge and um four of us were at the 2019 intensive um i was roommates with one of them the other 
another one I think I met in passing. And then the other one I, I didn't even meet because, you know, even with 72 guys, you just don't meet everybody. Right. But hearing that and just being a part of that and, and listening to just those guys just come alive and step up and step into these story groups and, and love on these guys. And it, it really allowed Phil and I to kind of step back and do the administrative, you know, backside support type duties that, that kind of come along with hosting the intensive. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Mm. So good. I love seeing the thirst bow of guys who have, have experienced life. And, and like you said, they want to offer it to others, right? And, and people's lives are crazy. There's no bandwidth as Steve said, but when God has a way and we know that it's as much for our own apprenticeship as it is for others. And so we learn it's, it's, it's really, you know, discipleship with live ammo. It's live ammo training. As you know from the military, Bo, like live ammo training is the only sort of training that really brings transformation. A real big kingdom moment uh, for us, I know, was um, it was an unfortunate event at the Woodlands, but their gas fire pits that we had used the past three or four retreats were not working that particular weekend. And so they had wheeled out these uh, couple real uh, wood fire pits That's for us. Great. And uh, so instead of being in two segregated concrete circles, we were able to bring the fire pits together and have one massive circle and have just this beautiful kingdom jam session of guitars and cigars and bourbon and just a beautiful consecrated holy regimented and in moderation time with men that didn't mm. have fig leaves and um, the culmination for me uh, on the facilitator side of the event was when we uh, amongst us two facilitators and the five story group leaders uh, chose to bestow knives on each other and uh, it was during that time of the um, knife bestowal amongst us leaders and the facilitators that uh, I, I didn't even recognize or realize uh, that this guy was in the room or that we had a connection. But all of a sudden he says, Hey, Phil, I was at the basic last March mm. where you met Jesus and I have not seen or heard from you since that moment, but I know who you were then. And I bestow you this knife as a son of God who is becoming a son of God and applaud you for the work of Christ in your life and for choosing humility and choosing the lowest seat and just committing to a decade of excavation to see what he would have me become. And it was a really powerful moment. And I hold that knife in my hand today. And another guy, Micah Duke, who was there, initiated me and taught me how to sharpen it. <laughs> because I had a, another dull become good soil knife in my pocket. <laughs> and so uh, what an initiation, what a fathering, and it's been great. Oh, Phil, the echoes of that that are important to call out too is that God is raising up a global tribe of warriors in this hour on the earth. And it is has always been a few. But for the thirsty and the like-hearted, God is doing it. And like you said, Phil, 
for you, God needed to restore some piece of masculine initiation, right? You needed to become armed for love, right? Dangerous for good, as Bart Hansen says. And the cry of the orphan just goes, where the hell do I get that? But as a son, you just open up your heart to risk and say, God, I want that. And the father says, I want that for you more than you want that for you but you have to take a risk. And so here you are putting together multiple events that God wove together the, the story of your initiation among trusted men. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Others. Yeah, sure. I, I can talk a bit about ours. Um, so in terms of the logistics, um, we're in a bit of the UK called Suffolk, which is a little county about uh, 70 miles northeast of London um, on the coast. Um, and as I said in the intro, uh, we're kind of based around a local church in Ipswich, which is uh, Burlington Baptist Church. Um, so for us, it was easy for us basically to get away and choose somewhere pretty local. So we were about 15, 20 minutes away in a, a Christian retreat kind of camp that's that's used for sort of youth events and things. Um, so we had all little cabins and then a shared kind of meeting space and some fire pits. Um, and that, that's kind of it, I suppose, logistically. Um, about 30 or so people, um, m- most of those related to the church, though a lot of people, because obviously we've done a basic last year, they're able to sort of bring their friends along as well. So mm-hmm. we have people traveling from perhaps a couple of hours away, which is a reasonable dis- distance in the UK, maybe not for you guys. Um, and the other privilege was I got, got to have five of my family there as well. So my dad was there, my uncle, uh, my brother-in-law came last year um my my father-in-law as well so really special time uh, in that in that sense mm. um some some of the the highlights of the experience i suppose because we're based around an existing community albeit a wider church community it's seeing the contrast in how we relate and how we're able to describe uh, our spiritual formation through the retreat so if i think about the kinds of relationships you know we have at, at church um that's one thing. And then if I think about, not to say that they're, they're, not, they're not great, but if I just think about some of the, the ways in which they've changed and become deeper and the, the kind of experience we had around the fires in the evening and the, the categories of conversation and the levels of intimacy and the ways in which people were able to, to pray for me, it, it just, yeah, it's incredible to see the contrast. Um, so really special way of enriching our community um, and going a lot deeper together. And I, I love the two layers of it, Paul. It's it's an intimate community already doing life, but also an outreach where from family to, like you said, men could bring their friends, right? And so it was an, a wider circle that got to observe and experience what it's like to have that intimacy. And so then they go, well, I want that. Well, you you get it by becoming it. That's how you start, right? So they go back to their world two hours away and they start becoming the kind of person that that other men are attracted to and want to do shared life together and get their hearts back together and do the slow and steady work over time by day and by decade, we say. And so that's just so beautiful. And I also hear the theme of reciprocity where you obviously did it out of love to offer to other men, but here you are being prayed for and receiving and not coming needy but you do come in need and that's very dis- that's a distinction and there's something beautiful about the flow of the events that we try to um, 
choreograph and provide for you guys that it is a spirit of reciprocity. Everyone gives and everyone receives and everyone gets an upgrade in their intimacy with God and their maturation process as men. So I love just hearing stories from the front line of it works. It works. Just just to add to that, Morgan, I think the, the format of how you structure the content really enables the facilitators actually to, to engage without there being pressure on them to be like delivering the content themselves. Yeah. They, can, they can participate and just model the same posture of receiving directly from the father um, in the groups themselves. And yeah, I got loads out of this retreat myself. Okay. And I was the one you know, going around cooking and doing everything else. So it's a really rich experience. And I think that's worth mentioning, Paul, is the the heartbeat of the events that we do by video session is we want to take the pressure off of you facilitators, right? The pressure's off to be kind of the teacher or the content generator in order that you're free to walk in your strengths, whatever that is, right? To offer out of your story, um, which is immensely powerful. And so we've tried to set the bar where this is a resource for any man to be able to offer because he doesn't have to have the gift of a teacher. He simply have to have a servant. He has to have a servant's heart that's willing to offer in strength, love for other men. So that's a really great distinction. Tyler, how about you up in North Dakota? Yeah, so <clears throat> me and my good buddy Slade actually went to the beta test in Minnesota also that Phil was at and uh, just had a super deep and rich experience and i think both of us were striving to go deeper and like somebody mentioned earlier like how applicable this message is and you know by day and by decade how, how to live this out so we had a, a little bit of a smaller group and um it was just it was amazing morgan just the things that happened there and uh there was a specific incident that happened and one of the participants came up to me and asked me to change all the story groups last minute because one of his buddies was going through something hard mm -hmm. and it was just such an awesome experience to see like how God was fathering me in leadership because by, by default, I'm like, Oh yeah, sure, man, we can do that. And I sit down and I was frustrated and I'm like, wait a second, like I should be praying about this and see what God thinks. So I prayed about it and I took it to some of my leadership team and we decided to leave the groups exactly how they were. And just the stories that I heard after the retreat about how, you know, we were praying for these small story groups for two or three months before the event and how God used each man in those groups to just draw things out that, that they've never shared and how he touched them. And, you know, just like the guys are talking about the fellowship and the brotherhood and the love and the prayer, you know, guys were just blown away and it was just a really awesome time. Uh, Tyler, it's so, so good. I love the walking with God, right? Like you can't arrange for that, but you can choose to live in a way where God has to show up and that's what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, and by default, I'm a people pleaser. So I'm like, yeah, man, let me just change what I've been working of on. Of course. And I just, actually my wife was there, thank God. Cause she, and I ran over and talked to her and she prayed for me and I, I just sat and paused for a second and it was like, wait, I don't need to make this decision. Like this, I give everyone and everything to God, like God is just using me as a vessel. So it, it, it is similar to wild that heart. And there, there is, you know, uh, seven or eight sessions in, in the becoming a 
a king retreat and there's also an opportunity to break out into small groups where men can share their testimony and just to me link arms you know to to drop the poser mask to to be safe i love how you put it in the beginning of the session morgan how if you're a big deal in your world outside of here you get the pressures off you can come here and you don't have to be such a big deal and if you're not a big deal you can come here and you are a big deal where the pressure is off of these men to just sit back and relax and listen to the teachings, but then also have the opportunity to go into small groups and get a little bit vulnerable if they choose to. So guys, uh, there, there are many men listening that have never attended a Becoming a King retreat and have never offered a Becoming a King retreat, and you guys have. But other than that, they are like you, on the front lines, thirsty men, consenting to their apprenticeship in kingdom living, doing the slow and steady work of becoming wholehearted. And they're in throes of life and challenges as you are. What would you say to them by way of story or encouragement from your experience with becoming a king retreat? And so it may be something God did in life of another man. And you say, and this is what happens at this kind of event. Or as someone who risked facilitating an event, here's why I risk and here's why it's worth it. Um, you know, or just an encouragement to them to say sort of the, the then and now, like you guys shared at the beginning of like, you can really share anything, but the spirit of it is from your life, from your miles, from your experience at the retreat. This is your chance to look another man in the eye and say, um, it's worth it. Take the risk. I want to invite you to be a part of what we're doing. Yeah. So part of our ministry is, you know, just hosting these events and the materials free, the guys, they just get charged for the room and board and we provide all the meals and materials. So we have a pay it forward program where we offer guys the opportunity to have a full refund. If they didn't encounter God in a new and fresh way, or they, they were dissatisfied with the retreat, but we've never been taken up on that so far. Everybody's Perfect. been really satisfied. Morgan, let me follow up on Tyler's story. Cause um. It, it's pretty cool that he's doing kind of the same thing we are. We do kind of a scholarship deal where if guys come and their heart's in the right spot and we can tell they really want to come but aren't in a position to pay for their room and board, we'll pay it for them, knowing full well that guys will go through this experience, come back and donate money so that another guy can go. Yes. Ladies come up to us and donate money for a, a strange guy that she's never met saying, look, I went through a horrible divorce. I wish my husband would have heard this story and I'd have probably still been married, you know, that kind of thing. And so it, it's never a question of money for us. It mm. all seems to actually bring in more money than we need to pull off these events. And, and maybe one other thing on the backer thing, um, as you know, there's a lot of stuff involved in the whole content of the Becoming a King retreat. And the one thing that was new between the backer and the basic for me was that story group thing. So I was a little hesitant about that. But honestly, I think that's one of the discriminators that I'm so happy about is I went into this event with 14 other men that I thought I knew. And after having gone through the story groups with those men, I really knew them. Wow. I knew their story, which helped me relate to them, which helped me love them, which helped me really be their friend as opposed to the friend I thought I was going in. 
It's amazing, Steve. You're saying it opens up the depth and dimension to actually relationships you've already invested in, you've already, you have community with, you've walked miles, but it facilitates, it facilitates, facilitates a deeper encounter. And, and it's something that I hear you saying you take with you now back to your world where you, you really um, have a deeper capacity to know these guys and offer just sort of that miracle of validation as they continue on their initiation. Yeah, you got it. We're, we're now like-hearted kings that when each of us is at war, we're all at war, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the case before. My advice to you, if you're teetering on the fence, would be to risk going slower to discover the more that your heart has always desired. Because God only moves at one speed. C.S. Lewis, I believe it was who said it as he is present in eternity and the present moment. And if you move faster or slower than that by being stuck in the past or worried about the future, you're never you're going to miss it every time. You got to take the time to slow down. The podcast isn't going to fix it. There's good stuff there, but you got to get away. You got to unplug. You got to make space for God. When you make room, he'll show up. Yeah, Phil, you're making a really great distinction because, you know, we we try to make podcasts like this to strengthen men, to fuel their worlds, to meet them where they are in a convenient way. And yet the fact that it is so convenient to listen to a podcast is very limiting. God wants to be an interruption. Like you said, he's not a religious appendage. We don't add him to our already busy life. Eugene Peterson said, God is the country in which I live. That's where I want to reside. That's who I want to become. And it requires me being disrupted, being enticed, being inconvenienced, and living in a way where God can recover my attention and my pace and my portion and my rhythm can align back to his in a way that when life is on my terms, it just doesn't happen. So that's very well said. Thank you, Phil. Um, as, as an encouragement, um, I suppose I, I'd offer that the, the guys that are going to host one of these in the future that are really going to respond, I suppose, to, to what we're encouraging them now are, are the people that have already, they know what it is to have experienced transformation from the father. They've tasted that they've, they've had these pivotal moments and I, I I would encourage them just to get really honest with those men that are around them about the difference that the father is already making and the way in which beginning to come into position as a son has has started to transform their lives. Um, the, the main thing, risk I took, really, because to be honest, the whole thing is really easy. Like logistically, it's easy. Getting the content in front of people is easy. You, you feed people, you find them somewhere to sleep. That's all pretty straightforward. The risky bit, for me was was inviting my my friends around my kitchen table and just explaining what had happened to me and how the father had come close to me and what a difference that had made and then inviting them and saying would you take the risk would you invest three days of your time to come away and allow the father this opportunity to um yeah the, the finance is small it's really our time and it's our our 
willingness to risk exposing just just what the father's been doing with us i think well brothers you are rare and you are among the few and you know one of the mantras that become good soil is we reach the many to find the few and it's the few that we're after and we are hoping and praying that there are like-hearted men around the globe or women who love them listening to this episode and something of the spirit is moving in their hearts to say, I'm willing to take just one more step towards freedom, towards risk, towards love. Um, it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, in that spirit, Paul, I'd love for you to pray this, um, you know, there's a lot of guys listening and, uh, a lot are probably on the fence. I'd love for you to close us out in just a prayer of invitation to these men to take God up on whatever the uniqueness is of the offer that he has for them in this message. Thank you that we, we get to call you father, that we, we know perhaps even in part what it is to be, to be your sons, to be in the process of becoming more your sons for you to be dealing with us and disciplining us, for you to be rooting out the things in our lives that, that lead to death. And Father, we need the strength um, of your spirit engaging with us in the deep places, but we need our brothers around us and we need fathers above us and we need sons as well. So Father, just as we've experienced your fatherhood, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, put a fathering spirit in us, put a brothering spirit in us, put a spirit to be a son as well. And, and in that spirit, enable us to reach out to those around us that you want um, to be family to us, Father. Lord, may your Holy Spirit cry out for those people and give us the words to express what this all means, what your fathering means, and the words to invite them into that too. Lord, it's what your Holy Spirit does. It reveals us as your sons. So Holy Spirit, work through us. Invite others into this sonship too. Amen. 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 Paul, thank you. Brothers, thank you. Thank you for taking the hero's journey. Thank you for staying curious. Thank you for not quitting, not losing heart, staying open to God and curious. Who is God? What is he like? Where is he inviting me to participate in his story in a very particular way in the restoration of all things? And what's next in my recovery, in my path and process of masculine initiation? Brothers, near and far, listening to this podcast, my invitation is to check out becomingakingretreat.com. It's all free, and we've worked hard to make it easily accessible to you. As Paul said, the real risk is saying yes, opening your heart and your story to those entrusted to your care. It may be men that you've walked with for a long time, it may be men that are in your life that you've never ventured to dig deeper with on a soul level. And it may simply be you stewarding some community, some context that you have of a church, of work, a community group where you put out an invitation and say, I found a treasure and I wanna invite you to walk with me. And so to attend a Becoming a King retreat, to host one, 
We have many opportunities, and we want to invite you to walk with us deeper in this opportunity this year. Find out more at becomingakingretreat.com. And for now, as we finish every Become Good Soil podcast, I want to invite you to pause 90 seconds before you travel onto other things. Holy Spirit, you have our attention. Jesus, you are the one that makes the impossible possible. And you remind us that your way of living and your access to the Father is being made available to us. It can be tested and found to be reliable. And Father, you have everything under your control and in your care. All that you have is ours. So God, what is it that you're saying to our hearts? What is stirring in us on this day, in this moment, Before we leave this space, friends, I invite you to linger here for 90 seconds, and we'll be back together for another episode soon of the Become Good Soil podcast.